Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh... And the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. You know, some of the risk here going into this game is this Packers injury report. Christian Watson, again, a do not practice uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Obviously, we're recording this Thursday night, so things could change Friday, but not trending in the right direction. And then the bigger piece here is Aaron Jones still a did not practice for the full week. So, yeah, get out your, your prayer candles form the prayer circle because this that is kind of I would say the the one weakness of this Falcons defense that first week was they were giving up um I want to say it was like 4.8 yards per carry yeah 32 rushing attempts for 154 yards and that's just on the ground right so if Aaron Jones can't play AJ Dillon needs to have a bounce back week because the opportunities will be there in the run game but beyond that Aaron Jones is your most dynamic weapon on offense. And if you don't have guys like Christian Watson available, I will say this Packers offense did a really nice job. Week one of spreading the ball around. Nobody had more than five targets. So you know that, you know, Jordan Love is is going to be okay if Aaron Jones can't play, but Aaron Jones needs to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so, so important. I think also when you lose Christian Watson, um, this that gives one less player for the secondary to have to worry about. And we know what Christian Watson brings. He brings that speed. He stretches the field. Um, We haven't really, we did not see, I should say, Jordan Love really try to like push the ball down the field all that much. And I wonder too, like what that looks like without Christian Watson, especially having Romeo Dobbs on a snap count. Also TBD, hopefully he plays more than he did against the Bears because they're probably going to need him. Um, So I think this is a game where they're, probably going to really need Christian Watson, but you're right. It's not trending necessarily in the right direction. Um, I think it sounds like according to Matt LaFleur and we know how he is with 
injuries. He's pretty, um, he likes to keep his cards close to the, close to the chest, but it seems like Jones is on a better trajectory than Christian Watson. He did suit up. He was limited today. Um, today we're recording Thursday. So we'll see about tomorrow. Um, but you're right. I mean, they gave up a lot of yards on the ground to the Panthers. Miles Sanders had 18 carries for 72 yards um, and Shelba Hubbard had nine for 60. So I think having both Jones and Dylan on the field is going to be super important. The Falcons also missed plenty of tackles too. We talked about the Packers missing tackles. Falcons missed plenty of tackles. So like that run game could certainly get going um, if Jones plays, but on the off chance that he does not, uh, Dylan's going to really, really need to keep his feet about him. I'm curious if Jones doesn't play, which back you think gets the nod at the number two, if you think it's going to be Emmanuel Wilson or... Patrick Taylor. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I could see it being Emmanuel Wilson because I think he's got more big playability, which is what I think that they'd be missing, of course, if Aaron Jones isn't playing. Patrick Taylor is really reliable, and I think part of what he was elevated for was special teams. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this week the nod would definitely go to Wilson as far as, like, the productivity standpoint. Um, I'd be curious. I know it's only week one, so Matt LaFleur is, like, a third in his bag, right? Like, we haven't seen all the tricks that he has. But if Christian Watson still can't go and you're missing that speed piece and – Aaron Jones, even if he's limited, like on a snap count and he's still able to play, I'd be really curious to see if there's like Jaden Reed end around. So, you know, like they get creative in the backfield to at least make the Falcons account for more things on defense because the Falcons have some obviously really good pieces. Grady Jarrett, you always have to be aware of where he is, but the Packers have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Zach Tom, highest graded player from Pro Football Focus. Um, this week for the Packers, right tackle of the future right there. Um, but yeah, this is this is going to be a really important game. And I think Jordan Love's going to need more protection than he did in week one because this is a better defensive front. And he's going to have to you know keep his wits about him as far as, like you said, where he's targeting um, in the middle of the field and kind of who he's going to. I think that's really fun. I think the idea of using Jaden Reed and his speed, I agree with you, is going to be super important it's so it's wild I mean the one thing I do not worry about at all is this Packers offensive line at least keeping Jordan Love upright which is just an amazing thing to say um can't forget about Luke Musgrave right and his speed I think it's actually kind of funny how often Jordan Love overthrows him I just think neither of them it's like an MVS and Rogers situation where just like nobody has gotten used to how fast Luke Musgrave is Luke Musgrave himself included um, I, was gonna say, I don't think even he's used to how no he, he literally gets ripped <laughs> up under his own legs like he's so fast for such a big body so if I'm Thinking of a player, and again, thinking like mismatches here, like Luke Musgrave is your ultimate mismatch. And so I'd love to see Jordan target him more. But um, Jaden Reed, Jaden Reed and his speed, for sure. Um, I will say, I think the Packers will definitely put up more points than the Panthers did. They they only scored 10 points. Um, I think mostly due to the fact that Bryce Young turned the ball over twice. 
Um, so we kind of, when we always want to play like clean football, it's, that's not going to change week in and week out, but like play clean football, Jordan love. And I fully expect that the Packers can put up more than the 10 points, but this Falcons defense can very much tighten up in red zone. So uh, it's not going to be as easy as the bears. Yeah. And you know, post game in the locker room, Matt LaFleur had said like their goal was to go in and be plus two in turnovers. And they did that obviously against the bears. Yeah. I just, I'm going to manifest this, right? Let's manifest this into the universe. But I think there's a real opportunity for Jair or Rasul to house a screen. Like somebody's going to blow that up and just pick six. Like Desmond Ritter is the kind of quarterback that I think even if they try to play him close to the vest and give him, you know, the short passing game, the dink and dunk, the Packers have an athletic secondary to be able to capitalize on that. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not expecting necessarily a pick six, but I think that the Packers win the turnover battle here. And I Mm -hmm. think that that helps put their offense in position to have more opportunities to put up points, even if it's just field goals at this point. Like I think they definitely have more opportunities to put up points than the Panthers would have. Totally. I completely agree with you. I I do think the there's something this Packers team has been very good at, which is sniffing out plays that um, develop behind the line of scrimmage. And this Falcons team did a lot of that last week. So switch it up or you're going to have to push the ball down the field because not just the Packers front, but those secondary players. I just think about Rasul does this so, so, so well, which is if he's going to hit you in the backfield. If he sniffs that out, he's going to come charging up and hit you and you're going to have a negative play. So I totally agree with you, even if it's in the run game um, as well. I also have to remember that this is going to be an indoor game, right? Falcons are in a dome, right? So no wind, no rain, um, which always I think kind of evens the playing field for both, but of course, um, makes it easier in the past game and also makes it easier for special teams. So if Anders does have another long field goal, um, not that he couldn't do it out in, in the weather, but um, it's going to be, I think, a lot easier just to like put up points in. Keep his 100% kick streak going. Yeah, and I mean, kind of going back to this, we talked about it already, but the, the Packers front, they had six quarterback hits. On Justin Fields, it's like a very mobile elusive yeah. quarterback so I I would almost say too that Justin Fields just given the starting experience right he's played 26 games like he has more poise and probably gets rattled less so if you if you are able to hit Desmond Ritter even if you're not sacking him but if you're knocking him off balance and he feels that pressure it's going to make it even harder for him to take shots and you know then the inaccuracy is going to come out in the screen game so I think you just have to get to him early and often and get him rattled. And we've seen, you know, refreshingly that the Packers do have guys now like Quay Walker and Lucas Van Ness who are very quick. And uh, I don't think anybody would have expected the Lucas Van Ness sack in week one, right? Like it's almost like he baited Justin Fields into kind of coming in and he was like, Oh, look, I can actually, you know, four or five to get to yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's going to, going to play a role too here on Sunday. Yeah, 100%. Um, I love this Packers pass rush. I love the way that they're rotating guys in. Um, I think I think they would do that regardless of Roshan Gary's availability. Um, but I am looking forward to Roshan being on the field a lot more because let's be real like that. He is a game changer. He is a total like field tilter. And he got, 
I think he had a pressure on like almost 50% of snaps that he played um, there. He only played 12, but I think he had like five pressures. So he's just like even more so what the Packers were able to do against Justin Fields with him on the field more like you have to, you have to watch out for the pressure. Um, and we've said it already, but like Desmond Ritter is not a runner. Um, you don't have to game plan, I guess, for like designed QB runs for Desmond Ritter. So contain him and you should be able to bring him down. I was just curious while we were talking about run defense for this Packers defense. So, you know, feel how you want about pro football focus. I understand that they're not like the only metric used to evaluate players, but I thought this was interesting. So week one, mm-hmm. the best run defender on the team graded by PFF is Preston Smith, actually. It's Preston Smith and then Darnell Savage, TJ Slayton, and then Rasul Douglas. That's your your top four, which Savage and Douglas make a lot of sense. They were the heavy hitters, I think, in week one. But Preston and then TJ Slayton, if he came out and was a run stuffer, that would just do everything for this defense. Yeah. Well, he, I guess, looked good. Um, I definitely take PFF grades with, like, a little bit of grain of salt. Right, for um, sure. They're, they're one perspective, right? And, like, you know, Darnell Savage gets gets – a high score just because he had the most tackles on the team. Um, Darnell has to, he set the bar high for himself in this first game. Yes. Um, So he, you know, he did it himself, which is great. We know the standard of play in which to expect from him now. So we need to see him repeat that. I, given his inconsistencies in the past, I don't know if I expect a grade that high again this week, but um, we can help. At least he didn't have any missed tackles. That's <laughs> and that's huge. No, that's right, huge. Right, right. That is huge. And like, if Barry continues to play him kind of close to the line of scrimmage and let him use his instincts and his athleticism, he's going to do more of what he did last week. Um, we just need to keep that going. 